Hi, my name is Umberto Mucci and this is with the Italian News, a podcast about Italy during coronavirus times. Today is Friday, March 26, 2021. The data say that in Italy we had uh, administered the first dose of the vaccine to 8,765,000 people, 14.43% of the population. 2,788,000 of them received the second dose too. The ranking of the regions by percentage of vaccinations made compared to the doses delivered say that in the first three places from the top are Valle d'Aosta, Molise and Abruzzo. In the last three places from the bottom we continue to see the same three regions, Sardinia, Calabria and Liguria. Yesterday 243,000 doses of vaccine were distributed in Italy, three times as many as the average dose the days when the previous government was in place. This is enough to understand how much Italy has gained from the change. The new government has begun sending staff to help better vaccinate great regions that have requested it. <coughs> Italy is made up of 8,000 municipalities, some of which have few inhabitants in areas that are difficult to reach, sometimes isolated. And if you want to vaccinate everyone, you have to think about reaching these Italians as well. The problem is that after the criticism arrived from the head of the government, who was deliberately generic because he didn't want to make specific polemics towards those who have so far done the worst job, almost all the regional governors declared they were offended and replied that they have not done anything wrong, of course. And so it is strange, but maybe knowing Italian politicians not so much, that the only two regions that have asked for and obtained the help of the government are two regions that have done very well so far in the vaccination campaign, namely Molise and Basilicata. Evidently, the two governors of these regions prefer the practicality and efficiency to the controversy. Unfortunately, others have done the opposite and today we cannot afford it. In Italy, there is a plant near Rome that deals with the packaging in vials of doses of vaccines for several companies such as AstraZeneca but also Johnson & Johnson. Two days ago, 29 million doses of AstraZeneca vaccine were discovered in this plant of which no one knew existed. AstraZeneca claims that there are not only destined, they are not only destined for Europe, but 13 million out of 29 will go to COVAX, the program to help developing countries vaccinate their population. The vaccine was produced outside the EU and brought to the plant near Rome to be filled in vials. But these are not stocks and they are waiting for the release of quality control. In this climate, the clash between the EU and AstraZeneca is getting harder and harder. Out of 120 million doses, those that the company should have delivered to the EU in the first quarter of 2021 because they signed the contract, the cut was sharp and at the end the company said it would deliver only 30 million doses. But it is not even close to this figure, for now we are stopped at 18 million and the first quarter ends in 6 days. In addition, in the second quarter AstraZeneca's supplies have already been cut from the 140 promised in the signed contracts to 70 million. Across Europe there are protests for the low number of vaccines that the European states have been able to administer so far. And the European Commission has realized that it has made several mistakes on a very delicate and fundamental issue. Hence, yesterday's decision to strengthen the European mechanism capable of blocking exports of companies that do not comply with contracts with the EU, such as AstraZeneca, or the countries that keep the virus produced on their territory, such as Great Britain. 
Europe is ready to close all supplies to Britain if it does not come to an agreement that allows free trade of vaccines with Europe. Great Britain has carried out a very aggressive but also risky vaccination campaign based on the distribution of the first dose to as many citizens as possible, but delaying the second dose, for which it now depends on Europe and without which the vaccination coverage in Great Britain will not be 100%. Europe's aggressiveness has therefore led to a political agreement with London, which however still needs to be finalized in detail. Help will also come from the United States, which has promised to allocate to Europe part of the extra doses they have set aside once they have completed their vaccination campaign. American help should also be realized with the willingness of American companies Pfizer, Moderna and Johnson & Johnson to share patents with European factories that aim to convert production to increase supplies to Europe. A commitment from Washington is also expected to ensure that Johnson & Johnson, the latest vaccine approved by Europe, will respect the deliveries foreseen in its contract with the EU. If there is one thing on which the world scientific community agrees, it is that to get out of this damn pandemic, vaccines are fundamental, but they alone are not enough. We also need drugs to treat patients, including those affected by long COVID after the acute phase of the infection has passed, and able to maintain their effectiveness against new variants of the virus. There is an important discovery, the result of the collaboration between researchers in Rome, Italy and colleagues in several American universities, first of all the one in Nevada. The researchers have managed to identify a molecule that, instead of blocking the entry of the virus into the cells, blocks the exit and therefore the spread to other tissues to the body. In addition, these proteins are not of the virus, but ours, and therefore would not be affected by changes in the virus. This molecule actually already exists in a drug used against rare disease. Preventing or even slow, slowing down the replication of the virus means compromising its survival. The Italian researchers will soon begin testing the drug in clinical trials with COVID-19 patients to assess whether it can prevent the onset of severe and potentially fatal symptoms. Having options for treatment, particularly for patients who cannot be vaccinated, is of paramount importance to save more and more lives. Vaccines, while very effective, may no longer be so in the future because the virus mutates and therefore more weapons are needed to fight it. Now you will forgive me, I hope, if when I can I tell you stories, little stories that do not speak of a pandemic uh, and do not give data on a national scale about Italy, but concern individual Italian citizens who, in my opinion, deserve to be known, praised and thanked. Today I end this video with one of, th of these stories. It is that of Leonardo Altobelli, who lives in Puglia, is 88 years old, has 13 degrees, a master's degree recently obtained at the University of Foggia, and is already studying for his next degree. Leonardo, and thinking about Leonardo da Vinci, let me tell you that probably never was a name so appropriate, is the oldest student in the world among those enrolled in a university, and the second oldest in terms of number of degrees. The first, dates, the first degree dates back more than 60 years. Uh, Leonardo graduated back then in medicine, and then in law, and then again in letters, archaeology, pedagogy, agriculture, history, biotechnology, and others. His favorite degree is the one he has in philosophy. The next one he is studying for is in investigative science. Ask for advice for young people, this is his answer. Put seriousness and commitment in everything you do. Otherwise, will, you will do it badly and it will not last. Get attached to your work, work with passion and joy to make your wishes come true and be useful to others. 
Now, that's an Italian, right? So, it's all for now, it's all for today. I'll see you next Monday. My name is Umberto Mucci, this was With Italian News. Please stay safe and stay healthy. Ciao from Rome.